136 of the All the Book Show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library. We talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric. And I'm Nick. Look, I thought I said literary really weird there no, you for got a second. Through. You got through. <laughs> yeah, I got through it. That was the best of the three times it took you to yeah. intro in this podcast. Yeah. So. so Definitely a keeper. <laughs> How are you today? Good. It's All right. pretty rainy. It is rainy, but I'm pretty excited because we're going to be talking about one of my old school favorite things, novelizations. That's true. I cannot believe it has taken us 136 episodes to do a novelization episode. Know. I feel like I we... So, I thought we had done Yeah, it. no, it's finally time. Yeah. Finally time Are to discuss. Are you going to talk about the Terminator 2 novelization? Haven't read it. Aliens. Haven't read it. You haven't, oh, what about uh, The Abyss? Haven't read it. Really? Yeah. Okay. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. So, that's what we're going to be talking about later. The dying art of the novelization. That's true. I'm going to go on record and just say yeah. that. Juve, right now... Juve novelization, forget it. Oh, yeah, that's the way to go. They're not even... Uh, they're not even worth it anymore. Yeah, they don't even finish the, the movie. Yeah. Stops three quarters of the way through. Yeah. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. So <laughs> okay. we got to rein it in. Yeah. Um, what have you been reading? Let's let's open right up with the bookmarks. Oh, my gosh. Uh, did I see a movie? I saw Pacific Rim. Oh. oh I guess it wasn't this weekend, though. Okay. Wait, was it? Maybe. I think I saw it Thursday. Okay. I so. saw Ferdinand. Did you? Page to screen adaptation right there. Have you ever read the old book, Ferdinand? I didn't know it was a book. Oh, yeah, it was. John Cena? John Cena didn't write the book, but he's in the right in the cast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a good cast of John Cena and Kate McKinnon and uh, Anthony Anderson, David Tennant. So a pretty hey, good, Tennant. pretty good haul overall. We had fun. My son enjoyed it. Nice. I liked it fine. A little too long, but you know. So now mm-hmm. I got to go back and read the book. Oh, okay, yeah. So. Find like all the scenes they cut out. Yeah. <laughs> find out what Ferdinand's true origin exactly. Was. Yeah, find out about that. I finished two big things. Oh. I read The Lion Game by Ruth Ware. Oh. This is the follow-up to The Woman in Cabin 10, which yeah. for some reason I thought The Woman in Cabin 10 was her debut, but there's one more. She has one more ahead of that Ugh. that was actually really well-received. So. And she's the modern-day Agatha Christie, <laughs> yeah. is what yeah. we've been told. <laughs> right. She's got a new one coming out in May. Oh, God. That's hotly anticipated. What, really? I don't know. Because The Lion Game was on the New York Times bestsellers list for about three days. I know. And then it was gone. You know, it's interesting because... Like, reading them both, I feel like with Woman in Cabin in 10, like, it's a very fast read. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a lot going on. It's at least dynamic, you know. It's right. not a particularly good book or a good story, but it moves, you know. Mm-hmm. And The Lion Game is sort of the opposite of that. Like, it's much more dense and much more, like, thoughtful. And when you get to the end, you're like, oh, that was interesting. It's like, I'm glad I read it, but it was also a little sloppy. Like, you had to sort of... Be like, mm, those motivations don't make any sense, or that's not how that works, or right. you know, you had to, you had to just kind of be like, no, I'm accepting it, I'm accepting what's okay. happening. So if you can do that, it was actually <laughs> a pretty intriguing read. It was one of those things where there's an event that sort of calls these friends back together, and you don't know what the inciting event of 20 years ago was, mm. and so you just kind of get filled in little by little by little by little. Isn't that? What and I, I thought. Big Little Lies. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was kind of the reveal that came was sort of like, well, that's not that big of a deal. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really think it was enough to merit the way they were acting. somebody forgot Jan's birthday. Exactly. Yeah. And Jan just hasn't forgotten about it. So, you know, that was sort of a letdown. But then, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess I would say it was fine. Like, I enjoyed reading it and I enjoyed the characters. I liked the book all right. Right. But it has, like, very obvious weaknesses Mm -hmm. that I'm kind of surprised didn't get, like, fixed in the editing process. Hmm. You know? It's just... I don't know. Yeah. I don't well, know. She was a big best best selling author yeah. with the Lion Game. You know, it's it's true that um after Women in Cabin and Ten there might have been a rush to sort of like we gotta get this done, get yeah. it out, you know. Yeah. And sometimes that can hurt yeah. that can hurt that. Yeah. 
So Which what, is what Elizabeth Elo was saying, what, that she didn't want to go with the follow-up to North of Boston oh, because right. the time constraints, you know, yeah. so I think that can have an effect. Yeah. What were you going to say? Uh, what body hit what matter in that book? What body like, hit yeah, what Yeah, where yeah. was somebody standing when they heard a body hit something mm-hmm. and knew it was a body in the Lion game? It didn't was, happen. Nobody was in their kitchen. It was like, did a body no. just hit my bushes? No, no. Did the body just fall into my rose bushes? No, nothing like right. that. Uh, and then I read The Last Coyote by Michael Connolly. Yeah. So this is book, f- oh, I want to say book five of the Harry Bosch series. Last book in the series. Nope. What? Still going. Popular series. That's uh, up that's in the a, 40s now, I think. A tricky title then. I know. The recent one was with The Late Show. Mm-hmm. That came out not too long ago. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, it was very good. Right. And I've read, I've read a few of the Mickey Holler books, which are set in the same continuity. And I read the first five Bosch books. Mm-hmm. And I love the, I love the Lincoln Lawyer. And I've been right. okay with the Bosch books, but I kind of loved this book. I, I thought, thought Lincoln was... Lawyer was Grisham. No, no, it's Michael Connolly. Oh man, yeah. Um, I thought this was really well done. Mm-hmm. It's it's sort of I it's we're doing this for a book club, so if the other the book club members have probably haven't read the first five of this series, and I think they'll be fine. I think it's an okay one to just randomly pick up, right? Um, but basically, he's he's off. Bosch is off on leave, yeah, uh, for a little altercation that he had, yeah, in the Bosch previous time. book. Right. And so he's using that time to investigate the unsolved murder of his mother. Oh. And it's just Mama really Bosch. it's just really well done. Yeah. Like it's very layered and you keep getting new information and it keeps putting you in different directions. Mm-hmm. So it's not one where it's just like a carrot's dangled the whole time and then there's a big reveal. Right. Like it slowly comes together but in a really satisfying way. So I think it's the best Bosch book that I've read so far. But I've only read five, so maybe they get better yeah. than that. But <laughs> Better than Last Coyote, which was the best. This is Last Coyote. Right. Yeah. Could be. Could yeah. be. And then I read Amazing Spider-Man Worldwide, Volume 7. Okay. Right after that horrible clone conspiracy nightmare. Right. But it was okay. It was fine. Yeah. It's, it's crazy that they keep doing Spider-Man titles with the term clone yeah. in there. Yeah. Stop doing it. the clone saga from the Nobody 90s. Nobody likes it. Yeah. All right. So after Last Coyote and Lion Game, I picked up a Star Trek Voyager novel, mm-hmm. Pocket Full of Lies. Uh-huh. And that's what I'm reading now. Okay. Pretty good so far. Yeah. How are the Voyager books? Well, <laughs> <laughs> the same author has been writing them. But like she probably wrote the last like five or six, uh-huh. and they've gotten I feel a little too convoluted, a little too mm. like continuity heavy, right? Which I used to sort of want a little more continuity, but now I'm like, I'm ready for a new voice. I'm ready to not be mired in what's been happening in the last six right. books. So I'm a little fatigued okay. with the author. All so right. the early ones I really liked. There's a duology, the Spirit Walker. I think it's called duology of right. Voyager novels that I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's my favorite of the Star Trek, so I gotta stick with it. That's still crazy to me because you've seen them all. Yeah. So I guess I would. Well, I haven't really seen Deep Space Nine. Right. Well, okay. But I guess I would still think you'd be like, no, it's the original series. Well, because you're such like a. I know. You're such a star. I assume that if you're that deep in Star Trek, you just automatically have to say guess, the first one i guess the caveat would be that i feel like the original series movies uh, are yeah. the best star trek yeah but my favorite series one, two, my favorite series is voyager yeah. yeah are you sad voyager never got a movie yeah yeah i am but but we got a few like the emh is in first contact yeah and janeway's in nemesis so you get a little a little taste yeah you know but yes i am okay that's Sorry, all for man. me though what about you what do you what are you on to uh all right i saw pacific rim two. i enjoyed right pacific rim 2 yep. i enjoyed it more than the first but everybody seems to really hate it huh. 
uh, like all the reviewers, like even Rolling Stone gave it half a star, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I don't, I don't see that at all. It's, it's just, I feel like it's more mainstream. It's okay. like this is a, this is robots. They're fighting monsters. Point A to point B. Whereas Guillermo Toro was like, what if we also ruin the movie? Right. So, uh, you saw the first one. Yeah. It was just a mess. Yeah, it, felt it was very it was. like all over the place. It's weird to say. I mean, it's weird to say a movie like that was too complex, but yeah. I, I feel like it kind of was. It was, yeah. For the kind of movie that it was, yeah. You just like, if you're gonna go see that kind of movie, you just want to see giant things punch giant things. Yeah. You don't want like yeah. geopolitical plot lines. Yeah, and, it was real you, strange. Yeah. So I had a much, I had much more fun at a uh, Pacific Rim Uprising than I did the first one. How was John Boyega? Good. He was really good in it. He, huh. uh, you, I didn't he, expect you to say that. But. Yeah, no. He came in with his... Uh, he came ready to play. Yeah, he came in with his British accent, uh-huh. uh, which I haven't heard since I watched Attack the Block. Um, but it's cool. He, he's just able to play like an almost like Will Smithian role. Okay. Like, if this was made in... I wish in 90, Will Smith would make yeah, a Will no Smithian kidding. role. <laughs> if this was made in 95, Will Smith would have played John Boyega's role. Okay. And like probably would have played it very similar. Um, okay. But Boyega has like his own idiosyncrasies and sure. quirks and stuff, and also that British accent. So he, yeah, he was really good. It was definitely like a kind of a, I don't know, depending if you like, if you liked Finn in Star Wars as a character, I think this one would be like, oh, John Boyega could also just be a movie star, right? So uh, that was good. I think that was the only uh, the biggest name actor outside of Charlie Day. <laughs> so, <laughs> depending on how much you like Charlie Day, the horrible bosses. Yeah. You know who didn't come back? Ron Perlman. Remember oh. Ron Perlman in the first one? He gets like no, eaten by one, I and don't. then at the end credits, he like pops out of it. He's like, "I'm still alive!" Oh wow! And he didn't come back. No, he didn't oh. come back. It's fine. He saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, so I read. I got back into Deadpool, where I left off on Daniel Way's okay. run back in the day. You know who's not into Deadpool? FXX and Donald Glover. Yeah, I saw Off that. Off the table. I actually... For those of you hoping for the Deadpool cartoon to be cool, it's dead. It's yeah. gone. I feel like I vaguely remember seeing them announce it. And then when they said it's done, I was like, oh, right? Yeah, I had the same reaction. So, uh, that's too bad. I, mean, I, the, I guess. Yeah, the new trailer for Deadpool looks about the same as the first Deadpool. Yeah. So, uh and then I read Astonishing X-Men Volume 9, Exalted, Bamf. by Greg Pak. Cool. Uh, it was a Cyclops story. Oh. He was pretty cool in it. Uh, he's had a rough run lately. You remember when Batman was just being written as like a plain jerk? Yeah. And nobody liked him, even the readers? Yeah. It's, that's kind of what's happened to Cyclops, except... For, for the last like 30 years. Except, I mean. Right, the last 30. And also, like in the past decade, he's become a villain-ish right. character. Yeah. So it's just been rough to root for Cyclops. He was my favorite back in the day. Yeah. Which is weird, I guess, even now. Yeah. Like, the, the old X-Men cartoon, Cyclops yeah. is always my favorite. Um, I hate his costume in the comics, wearing it's the full over-the-head suit. I kind of like you? the hood, yeah. I prefer the, the visor and yeah. then, like, just let his hair out yeah. kind of thing. When it's the... I can't say what he looks like okay. in his traditional wow. full hood costume. Wow, wow, it's wow. pretty bad, but okay. the... Uh, Every time I see it, it's like, well, nobody, nobody likes him. He looks yeah. like a nerd. Wearing that it's, costume. <laughs> yeah. uh, I also started reading Astonishing X-Men Volume 10, North mm. Star. This is written by uh, Marjorie Lau. Lou? Marjorie oh. Lou? Oh. Writer of Legendary and... You know what? She uh-huh. wrote an X-Men book that I loved. What? Oh, I can't remember what it's called now. Nice. <laughs> Got me. <laughs> Sorry. Like a novel? Yeah. Yeah. Not a novelization or something like that. Right. It was... Um, Oh, I could probably find it out. It, they were 
they were trapped in the minds of like mental patients and they oh. were in a, in a mental institution. Scary. Dark Mirror, it's called. Oh. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I loved that. I don't know when that run was. Like the probably about ten years old now. Oh, it's Do you remember is that? it comics? No, no, it's no. not. But there was that series of novels that all had the same like solid color spine. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I read a bunch of those, but the Marjorie Lou one was definitely okay. my favorite. Well, I love that. She took over. I don't know if she ends this run of Astonishing X-Men, but she does write for a while. And I remember it was kind of big news. So her first story is about North Star getting married. Okay. Um, I just started that. I started reading Infinity by Jonathan Hickman uh, because I've, I haven't read it. And I like Thanos and okay. the Infinity Gauntlets and I've whatnot. I've read some of his Fantastic Four. And that's where we're going for uh, the Avengers movie. Okay. But it's kind of dull. Which it makes me sad because I like Marvel cosmic stuff when they get it right, but this one I'm like five issues into it and it's a long story. It's six issues of Infinity, mm. and then a bunch of Avengers tie-ins. Okay, and it's just like the Avenger tie-ins are so dull. <laughs> a lot of talking. I can't tell you what the Avengers have done or what anybody's will, will done. You, will you please? Yeah, uh, and then I'm reading Abaddon's Gate, book three of the Expanse by James S. A. Corey, you who were... is actually two people. Yeah, I know that. So. And you were let down. By book, book two, two. Yeah. so is this one going to be the one? I hope so. I mean, I've I'm only so far into it, but uh, it had better be. We we got reintroduced to our characters from the second book. I friend the first book. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be hard. And they revealed something about the there was a plot. There was a cliffhanger at the end of book two. Bum, bum, bum. And now I'm not so sure. I like what the reveal of the cliffhanger is. Okay. So, yeah. Interesting. I Interesting. Guess. Uh, and anything else? No, nope, that's it. Okay. Um, I need to read that. I need to finish that. I might pick up the War I Finally Won, which is a sequel to the War that saved my life, which mm. is a junior book mm-hmm. I just read. But speaking of sequels, oh, there's a sequel to the Wild Robot. Do you remember the Wild Robot? Yeah, Wild Robot Escapes. Yeah, is it Escapes or Returns? I couldn't remember. I think it's Escapes. Okay. Anyways, we got it. Oh, we do got it. Okay, well, yeah. I'm going to have to read it because that first one I read because it was a... Broke it you was almost. A, I did. It was a contender, <laughs> I think, for Newberry, was it? Yeah, I think that's why you read it. Yeah. It made you get all choked it up. It did. It was very emotional. And yeah. now I have to, like... I have yeah. to. I don't even want to. Yeah. I have to. The Wild Robot Escapes. You're right. Um, These are by Peter Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. All right. Put me on the list. For Wild Robot Escapes. Yep. Um, and you've never watched The Iron Giant. I haven't. He's a robot. I haven't seen it. I knew that. Um, are you going to go see Ready Player One? Probably. It's this weekend. Yeah? Yeah. I still I want to see Tomb Raider 2. Oh, yeah. Not Tomb Raider 2. Oh, you want to see, see Cradle of Life? No, I don't want to see that. All right. No. I think Gerard Butler's in it. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Angelina Jolie. Gerard Butler. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> okay. All right. Is that she it doesn't. No, she does do a, a faux, uh, faux British accent in that mm. because Lara Croft is British. Right. So. Right. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I've read. All right. And then next next week, I, I'll say how we how we liked Ready Player One. Okay. Oh, you know what else I have to read? NYPD Red 4? 5. 5? Is I it think five? 5. The one that just came out. I haven't read it yet, and I got to get my grubby little mitts on it. Because I like those books for right. some reason. Uh-huh. And I just, I feel like I should reiterate that I don't think that they're good, particularly. Yeah. You know, Zoo was canceled. I like them. The series? The series. The show. Yeah series based off of james patterson's zoo books zoo books canceled zoo and not the zoo books the magazines that we used to want as kids no (laughs) there's two of those there's zoo and then there's zoo two which is a bookshot yeah so zoo zoo two zoo two speaking of bookshots 
Don't they stop? That's true. Bookshots, right? <laughs> what? Where are they? Oh, I thought that's what's your name? Bookshots. <laughs> no, they're just, they vanished. Yeah. They've been erased. It has been existence. a long time since you've announced one. I know. Uh, I know. I don't even think, no, I haven't seen one in a while. So the grand experiment has <laughs> reached boy. its conclusion. Yeah, that was something. <laughs> I wonder how many other libraries, like, we ordered so many copies of these bookshots. Yeah. Yeah. Just five copies of uh, The Hunter? Hunted. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. the one that we read. Yeah. That was so bad. Yeah. Broke my poor brother's brain. Did it? All those James Patterson books. It was just books? like a five-minute yeah. read. He's like, I'm, no, not that one in particular. Just, oh, okay. He read when a we bunch did of the James Patterson, Patterson yeah. book, the spotlight. Yes, yeah. yes. Rough times, rough times. Yeah. Well, that's a good transition, I guess, because uh, moving on to book news, oh. I've, got a, I've got one announced. Another James Patterson book? Yes. Oh, is it a book shot? No, oh. but we've talked about this before. The President is Missing by James Patterson, mm-hmm. an up-and-comer William Jefferson Clinton. No. What? What do you mean, no? Isn't William Jefferson Clinton? Yeah. Oh, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Okay, the Jefferson threw me off. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it's Bill Clinton. (laughs) That's right, yeah. Bill Clinton and his new best friend, his BFF, James Patterson, (laughs) is partnering with him on a -a one-of-a-kind thriller, and there has already been a TV deal announced. Wow. Starring... Bill Clinton. Sorry, Bill Clinton. <laughs> I am missing. Yeah. <laughs> it's his it's about him being missing. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Do you think it's like an a it's a existential thing? Yeah. He's like, Where am I? Yeah. I do not know. Yeah, there's a lot of him just like sitting on a beach playing a saxophone. <laughs> so if you that's coming Play out in Play Baker Streak. What am I? Phil Stein? That's that's coming out in uh <laughs> <laughs> coming out in june uh-huh. and i mean it's gonna be huge i think that's, you think yeah that's my that's my insider's yeah. take but. do you think this is his james patterson's next like big gold mine just like could be i mean he's he's limited in this he can now write with george w bush yeah he can and barack obama yeah but that's basically it jimmy he, carter is he still alive jimmy carter's still alive oh yeah okay he'd mop the floor with you if you heard you asking that <laughs> all right so jimmy carter, carter built the house with his i don't hands. know how he's gonna get anything out of uh bush senior yeah, because he kind of looks like he can't even like he's not chew doing well. solid food. Yeah, he's not doing well. So, um, fun fact: this will only be the second time a president has written a work of fiction. The first uh, time was, do you know? Do you remember? Oh boy, I wish I could get super political here, but go ahead, Mr. Jimmy Carter. What do you write? Uh, I think it's called The Hornet's Nest. Oh, so, so it's, it's just not, a novel, not like a kids' book, like uh, Peter and the Peanut Farm. No, nothing like. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you see, Peter, you got to take this here peanut. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so only the second time, yeah. yeah. So I think it's going to do gangbusters. Okay. Are you going to read it? <laughs> I know you are. Am I going to I might. I might. We'll see. You're going to read it. You think? I would think so, I yeah. I don't read most of James Patterson's stuff. Yeah, but it's, stuff. it's James Patterson with the former president. The former and you president. love your president more. I, yeah, I do. If I, can, <laughs> I do. If I can call it such. Yeah, thing. you can. History, I guess um, I should say. Brief Cases by Jim Butcher. Oh, this okay. is We're a not. series of... Um, novellas and short stories based on the dresden files oh i guess it's been coming a out in june time since anything dresden happened or at yeah. least that's what it feels like i think so it, when we started this podcast yeah it wasn't the dresden file he was starting like a new series yeah yeah so like dresden has it been done for a while I'm, then i'm just taking a look here to see when book 15 came out that's what i thought a lot yeah. of other weird things have sort of come out in between but the last book proper 2014 there you go so not that long yeah Anyway, what a this different is, time then. I know. Marvel hadn't had its Civil War yet. Yep. Yep. The Jurassic World hadn't reopened. Now, you haven't read these, right? You've never read Dresden? Dresden? Yeah. I finished the first half of the first book. Mm. But I, it, look, I read the whole of the first yeah, book. Yeah. I got into a weird situation with that book. Just romantically? 
A little. Oh, yeah. Wow. No. Uh, okay. I was just reading it the wrong time and wrong place. And yeah, I yeah. just. Wrong place, just, wrong time situation. Just, just couldn't finish it. Sure. And then every time I went to go pick it up, it reminded me of that wrong time and wrong yeah. place. Mm. So I think I did that book a disservice. Yeah. But once, you know what? Once upon a time, you were falling in love. Yeah. But now I'm only. Well, then I was only falling apart. Falling apart. I'm a little bit better now. <laughs> yeah, good. Good. So. Yeah. Uh, so are you going to read this short story? I know you're not. I don't even know why I'm here yeah. with the question. Uh, did you ever watch the show? No. With. Uh, the guy from Arrow. Arrow. Yeah, Arrow. Yeah. It's actually been... I got it... I, we got the first season yeah. for the library, the only season for the yeah. library. And I was wondering, like... Well, the complete series. Yeah. I love when they say that. Yeah. Um, it, it's checked out a lot. So I guess there's still kind of a yeah. fan well, base Well, it looks it. cool. I mean, you, yeah. if you look, just look at the cover and you don't know anything, it looks modern. Yeah. Uh, Constantine is all over Legends of Tomorrow, so you're yeah, gonna have he, to watch it. Sooner he's or later. been uh, confirmed as a regular character on the next season. Yes, if it, if the show gets if renewed. it exists, yeah, yeah. exactly, so. exactly. All right, finally, in our advance notices, we have the perfect couple, <laughs> perfect couple by mm. Ellen Hildebrand from New York Times best-selling author comes a novel about the many ways family can fill our lives with love oh. if they don't kill us first. Yeah, no kidding, huh? Okay. Oh, you, what? What were you, you going for there? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> So that's it. Yeah. That's what we got coming up. Yeah. How was things on the New York Times bestseller list? Are they cooking? They look good. Okay. From from where I stand. All right. Ready Player One is on uh, third place if you're reading the combined print and ebook. Ah. Uh, so it's probably doing all right in the paperback world. Nope. Nope. Oh, that's paperback nonfiction. Okay. Look, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Um, what am I looking for? Hardcover fiction. You knew I was too, and you weren't saying anything. Oh, I'm sorry. Hardcover fiction. <laughs> Uh, did we do young adult? Oh, frick. What'd I do? I just opened up a new window. Boy. I got incognito. I just opened up a new window in private mode. Whoa. Everybody turn off your, uh, Can you share with us? No, your it's private, private window. mode. Oh, okay. All right. Let's check out, uh, the young adult section. Okay. On the New York Times bestsellers list. For, this is new hardcover young adult fiction. Uh, number 10 is The Traitor's Game by Jennifer A. Nielsen. Now, I wish this was in video form right now. Okay. Because The Traitor's Game, the... Trader Prince and another young adult book, who, The Hazel Woods, they all have very similar names and or, oh, The Cruel Prince, similar names and or covers. And it's like, it's it's a gross kind of cluttered style, but I can't really. Okay. Go to your local bookstore, listeners. Yeah. Or your pause local the, library would yeah. probably be fine. Uh, pause this podcast, go find the young adult new <laughs> section, yeah, and please. then... Then turn on this cast again. Sure. But I guess I've already said all I'm going to say on that. Yeah. But you'll see. Okay. Uh, so The Trader Games by Jennifer uh, A. Nielsen. Kestra. How do you like that name? It's yeah, Kestra. Kestra. She's blackmailed Kestra. into helping rebels find the Olden Blade, which could kill an immortal ruler. Olden Blade. Do you think that means it's like an old blade? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Number nine, The Cruel Prince by Holly Black. Jude, a human raised by fairies, resolves to become a member of the High Court of Fairy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, number eight, new this week, The Poet X by Elizabeth Cavado. Nope. Yeah, whatever. The Poet A coming 10. of age story told in verse. Oh. Hey, it's my birthday, so I'm a little bit older. My parents are divorced. My home's a little bit colder. Mm. There we go. That's it. Mm-hmm. I almost panicked yeah. halfway through. What was that? A heart attack. Yeah, Self-induced. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Batman Nightwalker by Marie Lou. Marie L- Okay. I was wrong because this is Marie Lou. Okay. The one who wrote the X-Men was Marjorie Lou, and it's a different spelling of Lou. Oh, yeah. Marjorie Lou who wrote Monstrous and stuff. 
Yes. Yeah. That comic. Okay. Yeah. Well, everybody, she didn't. This Marie Lou did not write any X Men, as far as I know. I see. Okay. So I think she's writing something. Okay. Maybe not. Look, she wrote Batman Nightwalker, and that's all she needs to. So Bruce Wayne takes on a gang called the Nightwalkers who prey on Gotham City's elite, mm-hmm. which we used, we talked about last week. Yeah. In our sexy, sexy new books. New books. Yeah. And it was one that I think I'll read. Yeah. Oh, listeners, listen. Yeah. Last week we talked about Don't Cosplay with My Heart. The character was a big fan of Gargantua. Yeah. And we said that's the DC Comics villain who can grow tall, the redhead who can grow tall and everything. That's Giganta. Yeah. I, we, it was our mistake. The confusion is because in the Wonder Woman show, uh-huh. she has a villain called Gargantua. Oh, no. But it's not, it's not the this same It's not thing. Giganta. It's not Giganta. Right. Giganta no. is classic. Yeah. 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 All right. Number six, Thunderhead by Neil Shusterman. Uh, number five, The Hazelwood by Melissa Albert. Alice must go to her deceased grandmother's estate to rescue her mother. Tough luck, Alice. <laughs> you don't know anything about her. Well, she's got to deceased somebody, and she's got to travel with family. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, assumed. She has to rescue her mother, her grandmother's deceased. She has to travel with family. <laughs> Jeez. And somebody's dead. Tough luck, Alice. Enjoy going to the airport with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> tough luck alice yeah. if that was the title i might read it tough luck alice. that's a good title did you reserve the flights or are we picking them up at the counter or tough the kiosk <laughs> number four one of us is lying this book has it's been back. here forever karen and mcmanus ladies and gentlemen number three turtles all the way down Ugh. uh by turtles john green dull yeah Oh, that's a change from Turtles All the Way Dumb. <laughs> okay. Nick's official Goodreads review is Turtles All the Way Dumb. And I stand by it. So, I don't care what Kate says. But he's, uh, Kate, our children's liber- li- uh, what did I just say? You said liberal. <laughs> Librarian. Yeah. Four stars. Turtles yeah. All the Way Down. Yeah. So, well, uh, number- as they say on American Idol, well, you're entitled to your opinion. Is that what they say? Yeah. Is that the contestants? Yeah. (laughs) They get real surly. Uh, Number two. Oh, did you see? I've been watching uh, Joel McHale's The Soup. Not The Soup. I've been watching (laughs) the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale on Netflix. Which is a ripoff of? The Soup. Okay. But he he was showing some clips, and apparently Lionel Richie, like, fell out of his chair, and they had to help him up and everything. Oh, my gosh. It was just so... Wow, Lionel Richie. Poor Lionel Richie. Uh, number two, The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. And number one, Children of Blood and Bone. Of the Corn. Blood and Bone. Corn. By Tommy... Ad- oh, jeez. Edam- Edamame. Edamame. Uh, Z fights to restore magic to the land of Orsha. I didn't say that right at all. All right, let's go to adult fiction. Okay. Let's see what the grown-ups are reading. Yeah, no, just it. kidding. I tend not to read anything on this list. You do, though. You've mm-hmm. been killing this list. Yeah. You've been killing it like uh, Ellen Hildebrand's family. Yeah. Has been killing stuff. Wow. Isn't that what we say? Yeah, I mean, oh. I think of the characters in the book, not the actual family of Ellen Hildebrand. But. Finally, after 24 weeks, Dan Brown's origin is at number 13. Oh, it's out of the top 10. No, Dan Brown. Well, you have but to wait for 10 more years until the follow-up book. You think so? Yeah. He just takes so long in between yeah. them all. Like George R.R. R. Martin. Yeah. So. Yeah. Only, I don't think Dan Brown looks like a crusty sea captain. Yeah. With a Newfoundland dog at no. his side, <laughs> no. smoking a pipe. No, Dan Brown looks exactly like you'd expect him to look. Bald? No. Ah. <laughs> Darn it. All right. I guess I expected him to look like uh He looks like he teaches like a college-level economics course on like a community college satellite mm. campus. I'm still picturing the same guy, the guy who directed Princess Bride. 
Yeah, Rob Reiner? Yes. I'm, I'm no. <laughs> he looks like Rob Reiner. He doesn't look like Rob Reiner. <laughs> all right. That's too bad. Maybe a little less hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Number 10, 50-50 by James Patterson and Candace Fox. Mm-hmm. Fo- Candace Fox is the craftiest of all the co-writers. She is. Yep. Yeah. Don't let Candace Fox in you the You almost headhouse. ran over a Candace Fox the other day. On the yeah, that was so scary. That was scary. If, if I had hit that fox, I don't know. I'd probably be in the woods now raising his family. Probably. So Probably. Um. Number nine, Caribbean Rim by Rand. This I can't do this. Randy Wayne. Oh yes, White. Randy Wayne White. Oh my gosh, I almost passed out doing yeah, that. It's hard to do. Uh, the twenty-fifth book in the Doc Ford series. The marine biologist searches for a state agency official in rare Spanish coins. So I guess he's looking for a state agency official in okay. Spanish coins. All right. Yeah. Hey, you want to hear a fun fact? Is he a pirate? No. Go on. In in the last Coyote, which we're doing for the Page Turners Book Club, uh-huh. one of the characters is reading Neon Rain, which we've also done for the Page Turners Book Club. Oh. So it's like an inception level yeah. situation. Yeah. So I just want to get that out there. Okay. Did you guys like Neon Rain? No. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. So nope. they can... well, that's a Dave Roba show. Remember the new ones out now, Roba Show, it's called? Yes. Because you had such trouble saying it. You were like, Rob Show. Oh, yeah, that sounds right. Shaka <laughs> Was that a Jim Carrey reference? Was it? It felt like. Well, what? It felt like a liar, liar. Like he's trying oh. to say something else. He's like, Shaka Khan. Yeah. yeah. Sounds funny. Okay. The color of a pen. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Of. Okay. Uh, all right. Number eight, The Flight Attendant by Chris <sighs> Bo Jangles. Yeah, we're just going to say Bahalian. Chris Bo Jangles. Bahalian. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. How'd you get that out of Bo Jangles? Uh, I knew a man, Bo Jangles, and he danced a bit. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so this is new this week. After waking up next to a dead man in a hotel room in Dubai, Oy. a binge drinker pieces together the previous night's event. So I guess this is a murder mystery as done by The Hangover? Yeah, The Hangover. Yeah. What yep. did I do last night? Yep. Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. Do you think he's going to turn out to be the killer? Zach Galifianakis? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> That'd be creepy. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Remember when Robin Williams was playing a lot of villains? Yeah. Like he Wasn't it Insomnia? Yeah. And also that... One hour photo. Yeah, one hour photo. That's it. Seven, Before We Were Yours, Lisa Wingate. Number six, An American Marriage by Terria Jones. About Fievel, Little Mouse. An American Marriage, right. He did this American tale. Yep. Then Fievel Goes West, An American Tale 2. Yep. And then he gets married to a lady mouse. Yep. In The American American Marriage. marriage. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be like a, he meets like a... You remember that song? Out there. You don't remember? <laughs> it was everywhere. I, I think I'm, I old, I'm older than you. What? I saw Fievel. Yeah, I, don't... I, I was there. I was <laughs> on the ground floor. <laughs> I think those movies, I knew they were sad yeah. as a kid. Yeah. I think I, watching the first one, I'm like, this seems too sad for yeah. me. Is this about the Jewish immigrant experience? Because I asked sad. myself at four. Yeah. Uh, number five, The Woman in the Window by A.J. Finn. Oh, my gosh. The, the uh, Secret of Nim. I knew as a kid, too. That was dark oh, and I've sad. Never... Haven't so, read it. Uh, yes. Is your wife enjoying this? Because I know she's reading it. She's about halfway oh, through. Oh, the woman. Uh, she hasn't mentioned it oh, okay. in a while, but she right. was starting it. She's listening to it. Okay. Um, so we'll have to find out. Kendra, if you're listening, please write in. Yeah. Call us at 555 <laughs> all yeah. the books. Okay. All this. Yeah. You have to use some abbreviations. <laughs> yeah. uh, number four, Little Fires Everywhere by ah. the Celeste NG. Uh, sorry. Nick just saw a bunch of little fires everywhere. And they're reacted. everywhere. Yeah. But they're little. Yeah, that's true. So, would you rather deal with one big fire or a bunch of little fires? 
Are they near my records? <laughs> near your vinyl yeah. collection. Yeah. Well, I the big fire isn't. Okay. But the little fires are getting a little too close. I think I can handle the little fires. Though. Okay. <laughs> Number three, The Escape Artist by Brad Meltzer. Well, Eric, where'd you, where uh, are you? Behind you. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Eric escaped his headphones. That was amazing. Uh, Nola Brown, a painter and a train soldier, discovers a military secret that traces back to Harry Houdini. <gasps> yep. He started the Navy. Yep. <laughs> so. Yep. He's Harry Houdini. Started the Navy. Um, what was it? Oh. I think we should have a Navy. Yeah. We had somebody come into the library and return Brad Meltzer and said he was too confusing. Oh. So. Take that, Brad Meltzer. Yeah. Uh, streamline, buddy. This doesn't always have... It can be point A to point B. Yeah. You don't have to have point A to point yeah. C. Looks like the plot escaped him. <laughs> oh. Well, it was just one reviewer. Oh, okay. Just one. Were, yeah. Minority. Minority take. Yeah. Uh, I guess you could say it was a minority book report. Yeah, you could. Like the movie Minority Report. And book. I've seen it. You have? Yeah. Yes, you have. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number two, The Great Alone by Kristen Henna. Uh-huh. Anything? No. Okay, I guess we're done with the Great Alone. There's not yeah, a lot to do so. with that title. No. So, sorry. Number one, The Rising Sea by Clive Cussler and oh. Graham Brown. I was interested for about five seconds there. Oh, but... sorry. A scientific team searches the globe for the threat causing sea levels to rise at an alarming rate. The scientific team searches the Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it turns it's out... It's a giant squid that's <laughs> yeah, just growing. Yeah, the coin cursed by the Aztecs. Yeah. <laughs> well, now we uh, solved it. Uh... Stupid. Oh my gosh, this cover is the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, the Clive Cussler novels are done That's being sad. covers worth looking at. Boy. Yep. No good. Whatever. It used to be a great... Uh, I know. It used to be fun. Okay. Like, that was the thing. Like, oh, Clive Cussler novel, I can't wait to see the cover. Yeah. It's like an old Indiana Jones poster. Yeah. Minus Harrison Ford. Right. I'm surprised... Well, they did do a movie. That really bad one, Sahara. Sahara, yeah. I couldn't even finish it. Steve Zahn. Yeah, well, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. Okay. And... I can't tell Penelope you. Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz? I think so. Okay. Look, I got to check that out. Yeah. But yeah, you do. That that was number one. I'm kind of surprised to see Clive Cussler hit number one. Yeah, I am too, actually. And it's not even like Father's Day or something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, we got oh. two more months. Well, Remember the last Father's Day gift? Me no, that thinks Christmas. that it will not be there next week. Oh, really? You think it'll be off the list entirely? Or do you think it'll mm. be... I am apparently can't spell Sahara. S-A-H-A-R-A. S-A-A. I, I don't know. I sort of think that it might have a week, another week on a much lower thing and then gone right. entirely. But I wouldn't be shocked if... Yeah, I won't be... Never heard from I Clive won't Kessler be surprised if it's the gone rising in, sea uh, ever again. Two weeks. All right. Is that it for the uh, hey, old New York Times? Hey, Cruz. And William H. Macy was in it. Oh, hey. I do not remember seeing him. He is one of my favorite Jurassic Park characters. Stop it. William H. Macy. Just stop it. Speaking of... Apparently, I, if you looked for Sahara, you also typed in Congo... And Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Interesting. So. Hmm. All failed movies. Cool. And Raise the Titanic? Is huh. that? That's a Clive Cussler. Oh. It's a movie, but it's Is a Clive Cussler. Is that a Dirk? Dirkley? I don't think it's Dirk Pitt. No. Oh, Dirk Pitt. Dirk Dirkley. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. I think it was a Dirk Dirkley. All right. <laughs> okay. Um. Now. Yeah. Now it's, it's time to the... move on to novelizations. Yeah. The... Um, I did Subject read matter closest to your heart. I did read the Jurassic Park three junior novelization and prep for this. No, but okay. I read it when it came out because I love the other Jurassic Park books and I wanted another one. Right. And they didn't do an adult novelization. So I read it. Okay. It was not good. All right. But it was 
back at the time where they actually did the whole novel. It didn't stop like midway through. Yeah, that's a thing uh, that's been going on. We've been every now and then we look into the uh, the junior novelizations we get based off of the popular movies, and they all stop at like the halfway point. Yeah. And I think it's to avoid spoilers, but it's also very stupid because when I was a kid, usually I read a novelization because either I've seen the movie, yeah, or I. <laughs> couldn't see the movie right so yeah know? well i read the spider-man homecoming novelization yeah junior novelization vanity fair apparently wrote a article called movie novelizations they still exist mm. and with good reason mm. so but anyway i read the spider-man homecoming one uh-huh. i didn't really realize that was a thing and it just like cuts Stop. off right but it wasn't even structured in a way like you could have st- it, it's almost like they just yeah. lopped it off yeah because it wasn't structured I have to imagine to lead up to the the Washington Monument. But. Yeah, I have to imagine if you're a kid, mm-hmm. you know you're being gypped. So, I think so too. Like I think you you read it and be like, well, okay, what happens? Because it's it's just bad. Just change the story if you have yeah. if you're afraid of spoilers. I think that I give not the novelization just in general mm-hmm. a lot of credit for like getting me into reading when I yeah. was a kid. Because that was like the and first thing. You reading. Yeah, that was like the. But that was like the first thing I wanted to do, and I really loved a movie because right. it's funny. It's funny how much things change. Because back then, when uh-huh. you and I were children, yes, and movies would come out. Yes, it was not like. I mean, it, I know it sound like an old man saying this, but there was no like internet where you could just yeah. like go and like look up facts yeah. about this movie and see all like behind the scenes pictures and see, yeah. you know, extra stuff. Yeah. It was like there was the movie, and that was it, and all the. But then it was just all the bo- like Jurassic Park when that came out. There were so many books of like making the book, yeah. making the movies. Or I had a book. It was just a spotlight on each dinosaur, the role the dinosaur plays in the movie, and then like making the actual See, dinosaur awesome. for the movie. That's awesome. But like. There were only six dinosaurs in Jurassic yeah. Park, but I had to get the book to see how they made the raptor look. Right. So yeah, and for me, I just you know I I yeah. wanted more. I wanted mm-hmm. to know more about the movie. Yeah. And the only way was these uh, novelizations. Yeah. So I would flock right to them. Yeah. I remember. I remember very clearly reading um, e. Star Trek Generations. Okay, Star Trek. Right. Star Trek uh, Generations. Star Trek Generations. Is that a movie that is smoothed over in book form? Well, I only read the junior novelization. Oh, okay. So I don't know. Uh, Jumanji. <laughs> Okay. Was another one. I loved the Jumanji novelization. I didn't read that one? Uh, I read all the... Th- these are when I was like young. Uh-huh. I read all the Back to the Future novelizations. Yeah. Uh, and this that that's an interesting point right there. Uh-huh. Um, the first of the Back to the Future novelizations was clearly written at a really early stage. They were still using the refrigerator. Not the refrigerator, <laughs> okay. but it's very, very different from the right. final movie. So that's always really cool. Yeah. Whereas two and three were clearly like somebody's watching the movie being right. like... And then Doc yeah. said, "Yeah, so okay. I think that's still you can tell a, that it was still writing it off of Eric Stoltz' portrayal yeah. of the character. Yeah, so I think there's like three, mm-hmm. three ways a novelization can go. There's one where uh-huh. it's a little early. Yeah, um, like Superman Returns, for example, mm-hmm. doesn't say anything about the kid being Superman's kid. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, so there's that where uh-huh. it's from an early draft. And they oh, don't spoilers have all the information, for Superman Returns, I guess, <laughs> where you don't have all the information. Right. Or there's the one that is super faithful, like almost too faithful. Or then there's the one that like adds right. things to it. It and is I nice. Guess I like they, the third one. It's nice when they bring in scenes that were cut from the movie. Yeah. Because they're just using the full script. Yeah. So. Well, like Star Trek Three is a great example. Yeah. Where it it starts. I mean, you read about a hundred pages before you even get to the movie mm-hmm. because it's like bridging the gap between the two movies, and that was really cool. The original X Men movie 
uh, the novelization for that, it starts with a bunch of origin scenes okay. for, um, and the movie was going to have one for a teenage storm and a teenage cyclops, and they cut it for time so they didn't even film it. But in the book, they're there. Right. And then, uh, even in X Men Apocalypse, the scene, uh, you you see a scene with teen Cyclops getting his powers for the first time, and it's not uh, dissimilar from how he gets it in that book, which okay. was the original script. So yeah, as a kid, I was like, oh cool, now we get some behind the scenes. Uh, it was great. The uh, one of my old school favorite movies is Clue with Christopher Lloyd. Okay, and that gang. Yeah, there's a novelization for that, and it was really funny. I was really it enjoyed. Choose it. your own adventure. No, uh-huh. but the movie has the three different endings, mm-hmm. you know, and so it has all three, and it has a fourth <gasps> that they wrote, but never either didn't filmed. film or mm-hmm. it's never been released. Right. So it was like I was like, what is this? You yeah. Know? So I was really excited about that. Okay. Do you have you has it ever been a thing where you like want to read the novelization? Has that ever been part of your not any not anymore okay but as a kid it definitely was as a kid i read jurassic park the junior novelization before i got to see the movie because i couldn't see the movie right so i ate that one up and read it a bunch Mm -hmm. um and then i think i even read the lost world novelization before the movie which i did get to see in theaters twice nice so eat your heart out britney yeah uh, I don't know. Brittany's probably fine oh, okay. these days. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, she just ate her heart out. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was stupid. Um, do you know? Do you remember the movie Alaska? Yeah. I think it had a Quaid in it. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. The, the two kids have to go hiking. Yeah, I know what you mean. To find their is that JTT? No. Okay. I don't think so. They have to go find their father who uh, flew a plane in Alaska and crashed, and they go hiking to find him. They find a like a baby polar bear and take care of him a little bit. The book was really cool as a kid. And I remember liking the junior novelization more than I liked the movie. Oh. Maybe the book was first and then it had a movie cover. Oh. But I really liked Alaska. Anyway. JTT was in Wild America, so I'm not crazy. Oh, boy. That was a bad movie. (laughs) I don't think I ever saw it. Really? The movie is just called Alaska, right? Yeah. Huh, you thought I'm, you thought Wild America was going to have a bunch of like cool animals and them trying to film it. It was just a coming-of-age story where sometimes they saw a bear. Hmm. No good. Interesting. I don't know who the other two well, brothers Well, I were. don't see anything about... Uh, it doesn't say based on the book buy or anything for Alaska, what you're talking about. So hmm. I can tell you that it was a box office bomb. Oh. So Well, I didn't know that as a kid. Bad news there. Yeah. Bad news polar bear. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> you're right about that. Uh, so there's the, there's, there's the regular movie novelizations. Uh-huh. Uh, video game novelizations now happening yes, more and more. Yes, that's, that's happening a lot where they're not just novelizing the story of the game, which I don't really... They're, they've been doing, like, additions. Like, there's a game called Bioshock. Okay. And I really liked the game, and I wanted more of that story and world. But they And they wrote a prequel called Rapture about, like, what happens before okay. you get there, which I think is kind of cool. So it's not really, like, a straight novelization no but i mean they do that as yeah. well but they novelize and expand i remember mist had a whole series of yeah. novels yeah the comics comics it. are trying that are yeah. doing a lot of that too it seems like it seems like oh, they got i read back to the it. uh the death in the life of superman mm. in 1995 there you go and i loved it all right at that point it was the biggest book i'd ever read i mean that's about yeah. it's like 400 pages yeah you know? so when um, i was like 12 that was a big deal i haven't i haven't picked up a novel i think maybe the last novelization i read was for the first X-Men movie. And so I would that would have been 2000. I would have been 14. I got nice. it for Christmas. But like I ate it up. I think I read it a few times. And I had the movie. I got you X-Men 2 novelization. Yeah, I need so to read that one. On it's it. supposed to be good. I think Christopher Golden writes that one. Oh, okay. The first one is based off the script. So it's uh, Tom DeSanto, I think. Um, anyways, I remember finishing the X-Men novelization and being like, I would just wish 
this was a book series yeah and that the next book was going to be out next month right because like i wasn't real. i didn't have money to buy comics yeah. or anything so like the idea that i could just read a serialized x-men in book form based off of those movies it would have been well you know what fantastic. did that recently is the new planet of the apes movies there's of course yeah. the uh, original planet of the apes by pierre Ballou. right and then there's a novelization of each of the new planet of the apes movies right but there's an in-between book yes. set between each movie so yeah, it might is, be it is like its own series. I might be tempted to dip into those. I've picked them up a few times. They actually seem very well written. Yeah. So if you read it, I'll read it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they start with Rise. Interesting. The most recent novelization that I read was for Interstellar, by the way. Right. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay. How was... But so you've done the DC movies. You read Man of Steel? Yeah, I did. You read Batman v Superman? There isn't one. Oh. But I read Wonder Woman and Suicide Squad. You read the Suicide Squad novel. <laughs> I think I forgot yeah, that. I did. And? It was, I mean, it was pretty well written. I mean, uh-huh. it was. it's by Marv Wolfman, who's like an old yeah. war horse. But yeah. um, it, it added, I think, a little bit more, like, character, I think. Like, mm. their interactions and stuff made it seem like people who knew each other and not, like, people saying lines for right. trailers. Um. So it was pretty good. Yeah. One of the worst I've ever read was Superman Returns. Oh. It added like really stupid subplots that focused a lot on like Parker Posey's character from that. Ooh. Yeah. No, and like you. I said, it didn't include the stuff about him being yeah. Superman's son. So the, yeah. the resolution's kind of different. Too. Brought in a uh, kryptonite scalpel to that plot. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I got a list right here. Okay. Called the Houston Press. Uh, from the Houston Press. It's top 10 novelizations that are actually worth reading. Interesting. Little little snotty like title it. there. Man of Steel was pretty good. And, you know, Dark Knight Rises, what what was kind of Oh, cool that's the one you read, right. Is that, um, you know, the Joker's kind of woven throughout yeah. it. Like, since they couldn't do that in the movie, obviously. Yeah. You know, the, he's, he's sort of a, plays a role in it, right. which is nice. Um, I've always meant to r- read the Terminator 2 novelization. I've heard good things about those yeah, books. Yeah, I've heard the Terminator 2 book is good and that it adds a lot of stuff in it, specifically like John Connor in the future sends back the Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, copy of uh, the Terminator okay. because he remembers as a kid oh. him coming back. Oh, yeah. So it's it's interesting. Yeah. Um, all right, number 10, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Chosen by Nancy Holder. Okay. Uh, one bright spot for the books, though, was the entire last season condensed into a single Atlas Shrugged-sized novel. So I guess the last season was nowhere near as good as the other ones, huh. but it reads better Okay. in the book form. My Girl by Loris Elawane. Uh, uh, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, it's they put it here for just existing. Speaking of, this I've been listening to Macaulay Culkin's podcast. It's kind of fun. Oh. It's called Bunny Ears. Oh, I would have called it Podcast Alone. That's pretty good. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> uh, we forgot Kevin or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is good? Yeah, it's fine. Seems like it'd be depressing. It's like kind really of scattered, dark. you know. Yeah. No, it's not. I feel like you would just smell the... Talks a lot about Toe Jam and Earl. I think you'd like it. <laughs> Uh, number eight, Total Recall by Pears Anthony. So I guess this... Oh, he's, that's a that's an established sci-fi author. Yeah, that's... Well, Philip K. Dick wrote the book. Uh, yeah. So this is the novelization of the movie. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Moonraker has one of those, the James Bond novel. Oh, yeah, it'd have to. Yeah. Um, Orca by Arthur Herzog. Oh, okay. Herzog's the director. You remember Orca? It was the whale, no. whale 
version of Jaws. Okay. It, the orca watched his uh, his mate and unborn orca baby uh, get killed by whalers. Okay. And so the orca goes after the person who killed his family. Yikes. Even causing a small town to explode. Gremlins by George Geip. So oh, he wrote the Back to the Future novelization. Oh, did he? Yeah. Well, he also wrote the Gremlins one. Okay. Um, working, working regularly in the yeah. 80s. Uh, so Gripe laid out the fact that the Gremlins were actually alien in origin and even gave the reader insight into the go- Gremlin mindset with wow. conversations between Gizmo and Stripe. Look out. So uh, did you read the E.T. one? No. There's an E.T. one that apparently shows that he's like from a plant planet or something. I don't know. He's like from a weird... Anyway, number five. The Death and Life of Superman by Roger Stern. Yeah. So how many pages was that? I don't know. It was a, it was a big boy. So does this mean like the return of Superman? It's the it's yeah it's the whole thing. So like Superboy and seventeen pages. Cyborg Superman show up. Yes, I think wow. so. All right, number four, Vampires by Tim Greaves. That's funny. Uh oh my gosh, number three, Mortal Kombat by Jeff Rovin. See, this is what it was though. You just get a like Mortal Kombat's just like a pretty good but stupid video game movie. Right. And they just made a novelization off yeah. the movie. And it's just going to look dumb. Because I can't imagine reading it. Like, and then he kicked him so hard. Yeah, he kicked him right in the face. <laughs> Number two, Star Wars by Alan Dean Foster. Have you I read ha- no, these? I, I thought read you've read these novelizations no, of the original trilogy, at least. No. I have only read the Rogue One and uh, Force Awakens. Hmm. So when Pete... Okay, uh, so this novel, uh, so when people were watching Jabba confront Han and Mos Eisley, learning the awesome mustache that was Biggs, Dark Lighter, we've already seen it in our heads because the novel laid it out. Oh, right, because it used the cut scenes. Oh, I see. So that the Jabba the Hutt yeah. scene was already in there. Okay. Um, anyways, and then Alan, uh, Alien by Alan Dean Foster. Okay. So Alan Dean Foster shows up a few times. Yeah, well, he just wrote the Force Awakens novelization. Too. <gasps> He's still working. Yeah, yes. Um, so that's just the Houston press. Okay. They're off in Texas, right? Yeah. Houston, Texas. That's where they are, yeah. Houston, we have a problem? Yeah. Your list. Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, we watched Voyager in college, just in uh-huh. syndication. And the syndication package, like the station that we watched it on, got to the second to last episode mm-hmm. and then jumped to like the second aired episode like they didn't air the ending or the beginning which they used to sort of do in syndication mm-hmm. so it would could kind of continue to keep wrapping around rather than like and now it's over right um so we just never got to see the finale and i finally just broke down and bought the novelization by diane <laughs> Carey. so i read that uh-huh. long before i ever got to before the dvds came out or whatever yeah. you know so i read it first so yeah that was fun i just remember as a kid not going, not even just the junior novelizations, going to like the book section at like a CVS. Yeah. And like half the books were like Independence Day and Men in Black, you know, just like yeah. the books that were the movies that were out. Wonder Woman. Had... Wonder Woman was pretty me- mediocre. Oh, okay. That's too bad. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Uh, actually, I heard that. Uh, Kate, our children's librarian, oh, yeah. read the Wonder Woman novelization before seeing the movie. That's weird. didn't like it. That's weird. Well, the problem with it is that. It's it's like they just they just transcribed the movie, so a lot of the like bantery, almost ad lib like dialogue scenes mm-hmm. uh, are just translated exactly, and it really doesn't work right like that. So okay, um, you know, yeah, but so you haven't read? Well, I guess Wonder Woman's recent. That movie just came out like last year. Yeah, two years ago. Well, I also so. read Rogue One so and you, Wonder Woman. You keep up and Power Rangers. 
Did junior you read the Power Rangers? Oh, the Junior Novelization. My wife novelization. got it for me. It's like a gag gift, okay. but I read it. And? It was pretty good, and it did actually <laughs> go to the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just the superhero stuff. I guess so. Specifically Marvel. Yeah. So I think the uh, like the Disney ones finished to the end. Anyway. Have you read many graphic novelizations? I I fell for that as a kid. Yeah. I read the X-Men 2 prequel, prequel uh, comics. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Not good. Well, it's just, yeah, it's not good. Force Awakens was fine. I read that graphic novelization. Mm-hmm. The Nightcrawler one was sad. Bamf. Because he, he gets, like, stolen away from his family. That is and sad. And they never see him again. Jeez. He gets mind-controlled in, in the first movie. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Also, they made Sabretooth very talky. And this was... That's the only, weird. The only time we'd seen Sabretooth was in the first movie, and yeah. he was just, like, sitting down having a complete conversation <laughs> with Wolverine. Oh, hello, everyone. I'm yeah. Sabretooth. Yeah, you may remember me from going, rawr. Allow myself yeah. to introduce. He only myself. has the scream for me line, and then he has, you still owe me a scream. And I think at one point he says, it was them. Why don't you get out of here for, oh. No, that's, that's different. Anyway, okay. we don't need to talk about all the lines yeah. Sabretooth had in the first X-Men movie. So, Okay. Anything else about novelizations? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. Other than I still plan to read them. Yeah. I always like when they come out. Yeah. I know you get mad when they don't do one. Star Trek Beyond didn't get one? No. Every other yeah. Star Trek movie, including Into Darkness, yeah. had one and not Beyond. Simon Pegg just went on record as bashing the marketing for Star Trek Beyond. Good. It was he, terrible. He was mad at the marketing, and he's, he was also mad at uh, Paramount for not doing the 50th anniversary anything. Yeah, it's insane. So he thinks they were afraid, but he's like, no, you should have made it a big celebration. Bad choice. But anyways. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, yeah, I still like them, and I feel like yeah. you know the jun- our junior novelizations tend to do pretty well, don't you they think? They do, yeah. So I feel like there's still a good way for kids who like, I just like movies, or I don't yeah. read books, you know? Yeah. To sort of pick that Put up. Put them out in the summer on display, and you have to constantly refill. Yeah. <clears throat> so, it's pretty and good. And some, some are still doing high profile, like The Last Jedi, which is currently, it's out right now, yeah. um, is marketed as a as an expanded yeah. version. So, yeah. like, is even sort of a draw for that. So, yeah. who knows? Well, the Star Wars stuff makes sense. Because, I mean, uh, with the prequels, Revenge of the Sith was, a, was like book two. In yeah, a trilogy. Yeah, so they they worked that whole novelization into yeah, something else. They did they made they did. it? Uh, and those were reading. all the first two anyway. It was it was Terry Brooks and R.I. Salvador? Yeah, they were getting some. Yeah, high then profile James authors. Lucino did that trilogy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Well, we have a great selection yeah. of novelizations here. Mm-hmm. Not just because I buy a lot of the books, but <laughs> because we already had yeah. quite a few of them. Yeah. So I love a good novelization, and I'm going to yeah. keep reading them. Yeah. You, have you can't read, stop me. Uh, do you count your murder she wrote as novelizations? No, because then you read no. one one a year. It feels. Like. I think that no. I think like if you take a if you take a TV or television property, right. then like write fiction that kind of goes with it. I don't mm-hmm. count that as a novelization. Okay, but there are like three it? murder she wrote novelizations okay. that I have read. <laughs> All right, but yeah, I do like I do like when they expand like that. Okay, novel series. All right, yeah, that's uh, good times. Well, what do you have coming up at the David A. Howe Public Library? Uh, of course, we've got the Rotary Easter Egg Hunt on the 31st. That starts right. at 10 o'clock. Uh, that's right. This That's this week. Yes, Boy, it is. Easter Saturday came the 31st. Fast. Uh, Miss Kate will be doing a craft with the kids. Um, the Rotary's provided a free book for every kid who yeah. comes. Yeah. There'll be cookies. Yeah. And then we're going to be showing Smurfs of Lost Village in the auditorium yeah. right afterwards. You've so. seen that. I have, yep. Yeah, rank to rank it. it with the Smurf movies. Uh, the best Smurf <laughs> movie. The other one's so stupid. Sorry. Yep. So we've got that, and then we've got some cool concerts coming up. Judy Cook on the 12th, mm-hmm. Sunny and Pearly on the 26th of April, and our regular slate of movies. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we're showing Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle, uh, April 6th. I'm not uh, going to read that novelization. No, okay. So. I don't... I remember looking for it and they didn't have it. You know what? They didn't do a novelization for Justice League. Yeah. A junior one. Yeah, I know. So... It's so weird. Uh, that was kind of annoying. Um, yeah, and then we got Teen Anime Clubs every Wednesday at 5.30. Yeah. Um, and... Yes. Also, we're we're starting uh, in about two weeks. We're collecting photos for our teen photography show. So, uh, if you're a teen or know a teen who takes pictures, frame those pictures and bring them to the library. Yes. And we'll hang them up, and then maybe do it. Give you an award for best frame. No, we don't do that. <laughs> that that'd be fun. Maybe Nick that'd will give funny. that out. Maybe I will. You'll get a free copy of the yeah. Suicide Squad novelization <laughs> signed by Nick. <laughs> sure, sure, so, I'll sign it for you. Nick Wolfman. Oh, yeah. Marv Wolfman. Ow. So there you it. go. It works so out. Good. Uh, so good. Okay. All right. I, now I kind of want to... I think they did a novelization. I remember seeing a novelization for X-Men The Last Stand. Yeah. And I think Christopher Golden wrote... Not Christopher Golden. Uh, uh, Chris Claremont wrote that one as yeah, well. Yeah, I think he did. So, I mean, if I read the first one, yeah. and you got me the second one, I might as yeah. well just read the whole you original trilogy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So... All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for episode 136. Good night, Angelica. Bye-bye.